This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 54, a.k.a. Episode 100 of Banging on the Drum. I am your host, P-Dog, joined alongside my other host, M-Dog. How are you doing today, M-Dog? I'm, I'm doing great. Do you think we did you think we would ever make it to 100? No. Eh. Yeah, actually I did. Did you, did you think that we would did you even think we would about how how long we would go? Do you know no. what I mean? No. Yeah, I think that wasn't wasn't a thought in my mind was how long we would go. But I think I've said it a couple times on here. I honestly was pretty dumb and naive to how crowded the space was. So I was like, yeah. oh, that it'll people will appreciate a more uh Wisconsin-centered podcast. But then once we hopped in, I was like, oh man, there's like already 500 of these. So yeah, but I think we've seen probably like 250 of them come and go since we started. Yeah. Right? There were no. 500 when we started too. Like and then just people start and then drop out as well. Yeah, no, I have been impressed with the longevity. And then like, now that we got in the space, the more that I've heard it about, like, even like celebrities starting podcasts and quitting podcasts and doing stuff like that. Not that like we're wildly successful by any means, but. I do think the longevity and consistency of a hundred, because it's not even just a hundred. It's it's a hundred in a hundred. Well, it's less than a hundred no. weeks. Yeah. So we're. I mean, so we're probably at like eighteen months or so, maybe a little bit less. Yeah. Because we ran two all of last year, and then there's a few like one-offs in there that might yeah. not be counted, right? Yeah. Specials if- or whatever we call them. We started middle to end of November. I think we basically started December. We we could just start calling December 1st was our first, or we could say November 15th. One of those two dates. Pick a yeah. easy date. Yeah, or, it was good. Yeah, so we made it to 100, but yeah, let's start this. So I'm going to preface this episode. So like always, we... Appreciate the support. Thank you guys for listening. But we'll we'll be able to tell if you're a real one after this. Because from my understanding, I know I had a super busy week. I know it looks like Mike had a pretty busy week. So this one did not have much prep time. So that kind of sucks for the hundredth episode. But it is yeah. So our hundredth episode is very underwhelming. Like we should have been planning and like blowing this thing up, and it's going to be excessively underwhelming for a hundredth episode, I think, which is fine. I'm, I mean, I, at least I'm comfortable with it. I don't know if you are, but yeah, we'll make 101. That that's, that's going to be the one that's real good. But this one kicking one out, catching up. I was literally catching myself up for the week. Well, I was prepping for this because normally I, I do like a pretty good job of like, at least staying up on everything 
but this week it was a lot of back catching up. But let's get into these overs and unders, and you'll see why. All right, so um, I got hit in the face with a box, and like it actually left a little mark under my eye, which I was surprised about. Like it, it stung a little bit when I got hit, but like pretty. Like, I didn't think anything of it. And then today it was like, oh, look at that. You know, like, nice little mark right underneath my eye. I don't know. Like, it's not, like, huge or nothing. I would doubt if people can see it. But uh, definitely there. And it's been, like, that eye just feels, like, more tired today than the other one. Was it a wood box, cardboard box? Like Just cardboard. It had, like, paper in it or something. And it just (laughs) slammed me in the eye. Not ideal. And then, so I'm rolling into work today. I'm like, it's Friday. I'm leaving early. I got a three-day weekend, and then I got like two half days on it, right? So I got Friday, taking a half day on Friday, and then I'm taking a half day on Tuesday. So it turns into almost like a four-day, right? Uh, And then a hose in my car that is for the coolant, like gets this big gash in it. And then my car is smoking as I'm walking into the facility. Like everybody's like stopping me. The patrol car that goes around has to come and check, make sure my car isn't like on fire because it's smoking because all the coolant is on the engine and shit. Um, but just like a really kind of shitty way to start my day to day. Ended up being okay. Um, took me like 30 minutes to fix it, but I had to drive back to work to get it done. Right. So I came home. I spent the whole day at work that, and then I came home and then I had to drive back to Moston in order to get everything done. But, okay. So you worked the whole day. Like, how'd you get home? Uh, my old man came and picked me up. Oh, okay. So nice. any, but like got home and then I could have just went to like any auto parts store and got this hose, replaced it and been like back you know, like less than an hour, like the whole thing could have taken me less than an hour. If I just tell my dad to go into town to get me stuff, we came home first. So, um, so that one ended up working out. Okay. But my, like my whole day kind of just took a shift downhill. Oh yeah. Just like that. Um, and then yesterday at work, I did my first scenario for, uh, the crisis negotiation team. Right. So I think I'm going to come in and just kind of watch what everything happens. First time we were like together as like an entire team to do a training. They make me be the guy on the microphone, uh, the primary guy that's talking people out of the hostage situation. Jumping off the building. So no, so they, they broke into the records room and took two two social workers hostage nice how how did it go was it fairly Uh, smooth fairly bumpy uh so they say it went smooth but i was very very stressed out pretty much the whole time even though i knew it was fake right but like i was afraid i was gonna fuck up yeah what it kind of comes down to is that i was afraid something kind of negative like would happen because I'd look stupid and I was basically felt that way the whole time. Like that I was 
couldn't get the right words out. But everybody said I did did a nice job. Nobody got murdered in there, so that's it, good. And the bad, like, what was the conclusion of the scenario? Like, the bad guys just gave up, or what? So they they come out with some concessions from us. So um, so we gave them pizza at one point. Uh, one guy drank some hand sanitizer, thinking that there was booze in it, alcohol in it, because it says it contains alcohol. So he drank some hand sanitizers. These are inmates, so he drinks hand sanitizer. He gets sick. I get him out by promising to take him to a cross to get checked out for, um, for like whatever. Yeah, one hour. Yeah. Right. And so, and then I get another. So one guy's like a sex offender, and I get him out because. It's a female social worker and like the two guys that are in there, one guy just wants to see his kids and then they're both sex offenders and the other guy's like doing things that are like borderline with the social worker that's in there. And so I get him out by convincing the other guy that he's going to go get in trouble if this guy does anything to the social worker. Which would probably be true. It would be a hundred percent accurate that like he'd be an accomplice to what happened. Right. And then that guy just wanted reassurance that I got the last guy out because he just wanted to see like a note signed by the captain that he would get a new social worker and a new agent to like review his visitation with his kids. Didn't even have to promise him visitation with his kids. Nice. Which I probably yeah. couldn't have done anyway. They could have used you in the the first scene, not the first scene of The Rock, but the the scene in The Rock where he's like yelling up to him and he's like, no, you need to quit. And then they just all end up getting shot. So, yeah, you can't just tell them to quit. That's not the way they won't let you do that, <laughs> at least in the scenarios. Maybe if you do this, I guess like the speaker that I heard, they had, he's had like one guy. That he 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 started he called on the phone and he's like, so like, I need you to just, can we just get you to come out of there? And the guy was like, sure, and walked right out, started talking to him outside the thing, and like the whole scenario was over within like thirty minutes, right? So it was there a, hours, a bunch of scenarios or what? No, so there was one. So they did two scenarios. I was in training in the morning, so I didn't do any scenario there, and then. um we did a scenario in the afternoon and I was on the primary and that was, so we did it with new Lisbon's correctional facility. And I was the, I don't know why, like if you're running the scenario, why you'd put me on the, on the call, but they did. So. Yeah, that's promising. That's promising. It's not promising. I think so. They came up to me and one of my buddies are on the team and they came up to my buddy and they're like, do you want to be on the, you're going to be the primary. And he goes, I don't want to be the primary. Like I can't sit still that long. And then he's just like, all right, Mike, you're doing it. And I was like, okay. Well, looks, looks like you're going to be taking it when the, when the shit hits the fan for real. So, I mean, it was, it's interesting to do, right. It is like nerve wracking and the nerves would be way higher if the situation was real, but like it was, in, it was fun. Yeah. No, it's always nice to like go into those things because you got to 
be nervous. Like it, it is nerve wracking, but then like, once you see how you actually respond, like that, that sometimes can surprise you. And like, yeah. Yeah. And so like, it's probably good to have the, like some nerves at the very least when you're doing it, even with not real situations. Right. Because then at least you're going to know that you have nerves, right? Like if you're just like super calm and like, feel like you can talk to anybody in your training scenario, like then it'd be, you'd get in there and you'd feel the nerves and then you might not respond very well. I get that the nerves aren't going to be the same, but yeah, but there's like a fine balance between being like way too lackadaisical in that situation and way too stressed out. Like the two ends of it aren't good. I would think you'd want to meet somewhere kind of in the middle, like where yes, like whether it's training or not, like you need to be find your line, like where you yeah. work the best. Like yep. if it's all oh, maybe I'm a little bit calmer, but if you have absolutely no stress, that might that might be a detrimental feature in that situation as well, because you're just too chill with them or whatever. Right. Yeah, for sure it could be a lot of it is rapport building though, too. So if you can like understand where they're coming from that's a big piece of it right yeah no i can see you being good about that i mean you failed the first scenario we ever gave you but that, that one was understandable that was, just, that was yeah and that, uh so another piece of it like being able to do it in front of people it's like doing a southern accent i could probably talk martin truex jr like in my house about in a southern accent for hours right <laughs> and then doing it here i just feel so dumb but in my house, I like, I'd be fine. I don't, it wouldn't be an issue. Oh, I enjoy talking about Martin Truex Jr. catching them checkers every now and then. Yeah. And so, and then I've decided that it may be at like, I'm going to do some, like a pretty severe, like adjustment to my diet and my, maybe like life change, like. I'm not entirely sure exactly what everything's going to entail. I'll decide that by Tuesday, but on Tuesday, I'm going to make, make a few changes. Probably diet is always a big piece of it for me. Right. Um, but I do think there's going to be a few more things. Yeah. I've been, I'm going to get on that with you because I've been kicking it around. I've been doing my soft start for quite some time, but then I was, <laughs> yeah. then I was gone for a while but yeah you got five days five days to figure it out yeah so tuesday i think that i'm gonna like that's when everything has to be done and so a diet and exercise like i did over lent will be in there and then i might throw a few other things in there nice 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 yeah i'm gonna be on board with you because i need to get my shit back together i did pretty good for like two weeks and then i was traveling for this last week and that shit just throws a wrench in my stuff and i do find it very challenging over the summer to do this stuff though oh no in, we're, we're in gonna the summer I, I get a really like a fuck it attitude in the summer like i should be drinking sun drops and monsters and yeah eating fucking strawberry pie every day putting big old dips in yep yeah. uh how was your week back it was good. So good for the most part. I did have to travel through airports 
And that is always the worst part of the week for me. Um, took off from Tallahassee, which is never that bad. Um, I had a like leadership symposium type thing in San Antonio. Uh, is that with, something that you can like speak about your leadership symposium? Yeah. I mean, you, it's just, you're talking about like what color people are, um, the four lens, the, the four lens training. Um, oh, so this is like, which Ninja turtle are you? I think yeah. we should set up a leadership symposium that is just based on the Ninja turtles. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely had, uh, yeah, it definitely had aspects of our Ninja Turtles thing in it. So I think the Ninja Turtles thing is already thought out of, but we just got to basically do the four lens training, but we give each lens a Ninja Turtle. And that's basically what it is. I wonder if the Ninja Turtles like creator was smart enough to realize he was doing that by giving them all different personalities like that, that all had so, to come together. I would imagine that basically all your teams like good teams anyway have had that for centuries yeah right like, and whether people can realize it or not they've all had aspects of that and they might have certain guys that fill in two of those like, yeah. molds right but they all have the same elements really good teams do yeah yeah like a good dividing but but yeah, I flew back in today and this was my my worst airport. It, not my worst airport experience ever, but like the worst of the experiences that I had throughout this round of traveling. But I get to my get to my seat at my first stop. There's someone sitting in my seat and I always hate like having to deal with that interaction. Like I never sit in somebody else's seat and then just expect them to want to sit in a different seat. But this was, ah, I hate doing this, but it, it was a bigger lady with a bad knee. Um, and she was like, Hey, I've got a bad knee. Like, do you, do you mind sitting in the middle? So I would have had the aisle seat and then I got switched to the middle. And of course, like, I don't know. I just took it, but the the look of disgust on my face, like at first, like I couldn't hide, and then I like felt like a dick. So then I like was like, oh yeah, no, it's no problem. It's no problem. It's no problem, and overcompensated uh, by saying it's no problem, and ultimately, really wasn't that bad. So yeah, it's still like to move from like having some freedom which is what I like about the aisle seat is that like, if I want to get up and take a piss, I can get up and take a piss to then having to ask for like everything, yeah. you know, because, Oh, can I get up and uh, go take a shit, please? Like I, I never like having to ask to go to the bathroom. That drives me crazy, but yeah, no, I'm, I never. So I think I've peed on a plane maybe two, three times. And that might even be high. I can only remember one time for sure that I peed on a plane. Um, that was on your 16-hour trip to fucking Baghdad? Yeah. So Wherever. Yeah, Bagram. But yeah, that was close. It was, it was a big one with the beat. Um, but yeah, that's the only time I've ever had to get up and go to the bathroom. I, I got pretty good piss control when it comes to flying. 
But yeah, that airports, there's just got to be something that can be done about them. Like just every aspect of my day today was like super inconvenient. I got to the airport at like 4.30 in the place. It was San Antonio. So there's a lot of military in that area. And I assume a lot of military people leaving because my leadership class was all leaving that day as well. Well, and there's uh, a prop, they probably got four days, right? Most of them. Yeah. I, I didn't even think of that. I mean, it's probably the busiest traveling, one of the busier traveling weekends right. of the year. But yeah, I did not think of that until you just said that right now. But yeah, lots of people traveling this morning. So that was a pain in the ass. But like I said, if that's the worst thing that happened to me, uh, not too bad, not too bad. But I think I fly just enough that it's super, like, I'm not super good at it. And I fly too much for it to be, like, I remember when I first started flying around places a lot, like, I was always like, hell yeah, we're going on a plane. Like, yep. I'm over that now. And then I'm under like having like a United or American rewards card where I can go into a lounge and like just chill. Because I assume guys, that you get that for free because you're in the military. No, I, maybe maybe I got to look into something a little bit more. But you can definitely go into the USOs, and those are nice a lot of the times. But like San Antonio's USO. Very nice place, but it just gets so packed because yep. there's so many people going in and out of those, uh, that one, but the people in there were great. Um, but yeah, it, I guess that, and then I missed a bus on my way in. So that was kind of inconvenient, but that just popped in my head. So long story short, I ended up waiting at a, an airport for two and a half hours longer than that I needed to because I was sitting right in front of a bus that I was supposed to get on, but it didn't have like any, the bus said Texas to New Mexico. I'm like, well, I'm not going to New Mexico. So that's probably, that's probably not the bus I could get on, but it sure uh, shit. shit was. So did you miss your flight because you missed the bus? No, this was like the bus to the base. This was like my first day. I had, I had forgot about it until right now as well. But so I flew in, I got there pretty early. The first day that I landed, like was, there was no training that day. Like my training started the next day. Right. So it wasn't really a big deal that I missed the bus. Like in that aspect, other than I had to wait two and a half extra hours in, in the USO that was super busy, but but also not bad. One of my guys from my unit showed up in that time and we just went and got food. So it was actually kind of nice. It like turned out to be better. You, you turned your under in doing over. Yeah, I was doing a pretty good job of doing that. So. But anyways, for my actual over was the train I went to, super good time. Got to hang out with two guys from my unit for the whole week, which... In the guard, you don't always get the opportunity to do that. So that that was pretty cool. Just uh, just hanging out with them consistently and just seeing who everybody was. And I don't know, we got we got cool dudes in our unit. Um, but other than that, 
we had a ton of people from Oklahoma. And I think I want to be an Oklahoma anthropologist. So I deployed with a unit from Oklahoma one time. And I don't know. How many people do you know from Oklahoma? So um, a couple, but a couple of them are um, patients. And then I'm pretty sure nah, there was a few soldiers from Oklahoma, too, that I knew down in uh, when I was in Leavenworth. I have never met somebody from Oklahoma that wasn't willing to fight. Like, just snap your fingers and they were willing to prove how tough they were to you. And I, I'm not trying to like insult it but it's just like such an interesting like if you're like what you think you're a tough guy and they'll like they're ready to prove that they're tough like real fast whether they're tough or not there's like something about oklahoma that that i found but there's you know it's a broad brush for like a whole state but Maybe it's because mostly the ones I meet are military, but I think that it's... that's probably a piece of it. However, right? So definitely different cultures. The Midwest culture is way less like that, I think. Yeah. I mean, I small mean, farm towns like where we come from, like there's, there's some, some of that. Yeah, there's some of that for sure. But yeah, Oklahoma is. I would say 70% of the people I meet from Oklahoma, like if I called them a pussy, they're like, they would very much let me know that I will, that they weren't a pussy. And that if I still thought that after they were done talking, they would be willing to fight me to prove that they weren't. I mean, I guess, I mean, see, yeah, I'd, my personal belief on that shit is that, I never need to. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, I think I had a little bit more of it in, in me when I was younger, but like. I'm sure I did. Right. But however, I never did any of that. <laughs> yeah. Right? But I'm sure in my mind, I thought, uh, yeah, I can fucking do this. Right. Yeah. But it's just something about it. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's because they like live in Texas's shadow and. <laughs> Because they kind of do. I mean, they have their own college teams, but, like, they hate the Texas teams. But then ultimately, like, if they're pro sports fans, they probably root for the Texas team. So, yeah, like, Texas just kind of got them. And as far as, like, that region of the country, so west of the Mississippi and considered in the south, right? Like it's Texas. Like everybody thinks of Texas and never of Oklahoma or New Mexico or Arizona. Like, I mean, even uh, Colorado's kind of in the South, right? But nobody thinks along those lines. Yeah, it is weird because I've I listened to a podcast where someone came on. It was a hockey dude, and he was from Canada, considering like Colorado, like South. And he just got ripped forever, like still to this day. Like when when he talks to like other podcasts, they're like, You thought Colorado was in the South? But like really, like Southern Colorado is 
pretty far south, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I mean, yeah, no, I didn't think it was that stupid of a comment. Like he gets, he catches way more shit for it than than I would have gave him. Like I'm like, yeah, I mean, kind of like, like if you look at like a map of the United States, it's like south it's of kind of in the south, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's it's south of Wisconsin, makes it in the south. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that is all I got. So I'll bark about the brewers here pretty quick. Um, and yeah, this might be a quick episode. So since the last episode, the brewers are three and four, uh losing two of three versus Tampa Bay, and then taking two of three from Houston, and then losing their last game to the Giants. You got a score update right now. Uh, let me pull no, it up here. No worries if you don't. I'm just going 14 to one. So we're it's getting, getting worse. Yeah. So looks like we're going to be three and five. Um, as far as I knew, they were still in first place. A game ahead of they were in, They were in first place this morning. Okay. So, so yeah, we'll see how it looked after tonight. But just for some top performers, we got hitting. Owen Miller has just been crushing the ball lately. So our Wisconsin boy is hitting 333 with three home runs and four RBIs. Rowdy Telez looks like he's found something, and he is hitting 313 with two home runs and three RBIs in that stretch. I will also say those stats are a day old. I didn't go back and look at them today. So right. whatever they did last night, I had a busy night. Um, pitching, though. They didn't Adrian, get any runs scored. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so no more RBIs or home runs came out of those guys. But right. as for pitching, Adrian Hauser had two good starts. One of them was a quality start. And – I think he got the win in the good start and then he got a no decision in the quality start and in the last 11 innings he's given up zero runs and then we'll highlight freddie peralta has a quality start and gets a w in that time frame and then today adamas got hit in the dugout and he exited the game did you get any more news on that or that was uh that was no nothing nothing else on it i just know that he left the game so so yeah we'll be I'm only kind we'll of be, paying attention to the game yeah we'll be monitoring that throughout the week to see see how adams is going to be for us but pretty weak week uh as far as my brewers watching goal has gone but right back on track once once this next week hits mike and i are going to be sharp as shit after that but Yep. And once we decide that we're going to like do the right thing with our whole lives, this shit should fall right into place. Yeah. Yeah. This week was a rough one though. So I, I don't know how we, we could have avoided it too much, but whatever. We'll keep rolling. You got NFL news up here next. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to jump into just a few things in the NFL news. DeAndre Hopkins is probably the biggest news that's happened really since the draft would be my kind of assumption here that they would he they uh the cardinals released him today and i guess i'm wondering do you want him to be a packer can probably sign him for like five million dollars a year because he's already getting paid by arizona 
Yeah, I mean, if he's cheap and you can get him on a deal, I'd want him. The only thing I would say that I would add is if Aaron Rodgers was still there, I would want him for sure. With it being Jordan Love's first season, I don't – I mean, obviously you're going to take DeAndre Hopkins if you can get DeAndre Hopkins. but Especially if you can get him at a discounted price, and I don't know that you can. Right. I assume you can. So, which means he probably doesn't choose Green Bay. Yeah. What do you think? Are you telling the Packers front office to charge hard at that one? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I would say offer him whatever you can. Yeah. That will. Even if it's a one year deal for $27 million, if you can offer that, there's no reason not to. Right. I yeah, guess the no. reason not to is that one of your sixth round wide receiver picks doesn't make the team then. Which is fine. Yeah. That's which is fine. Right. Like if you can get DeAndre Hopkins, even for so if you can get him for one year and turn that into two or three because he likes the team, wants to be around, like sounds perfect to me. Let's get him. Let's get him. What else you yeah. got? Uh, Matariza has a tryout with the Jets. Matariza um, got cut from the Buffalo Bills last offseason due to a rape accusation that it has come out that he had nothing to do with, wasn't even at the party that this stuff happened at, I guess. so. Yeah, I'm um, interested how that got so out of hand, but yeah, I how, think that's, like, that's a long – yeah. Right, how he gets accused for one, for two, it holds up enough to get charged, right? Yeah, or maybe not charged, but like that it yeah, is I don't, considered I don't like a real thing for a long time, even with got uh, people from the Buffalo Bills and people in the uh, from San Diego State University and the police in San Diego, right? How does it? All of those groups, one of those groups, doesn't see. Hey, this guy's staying saying he wasn't there. His phone wasn't there. Like none of this shit's adding up. I don't understand how that doesn't happen. Yeah. But I mean, that is what it is. That's got to be uh, one of the worst things to ever happen to you, too. I yeah, I don't want to dig into it too much, but that yeah, it's that it's a awful. It would be excruciating to know that, like you're being accused of something you know you didn't do. And you get cut from my NFL team. You get cut from your dream job. But I yeah, mean, so if he if he is the punter who he was at Arizona State, he's gonna have a job in the league, or not Arizona State, San Diego State. Yeah, um, he w- he will have a job in the league. However, and maybe him being a punter is like best case scenario because it's one of the few positions that I think you can take a year off, and it probably doesn't affect you too poorly in the nfl i don't think there's a lot of positions that you can take a year off and come back and be better or be as good even i think that it hurts you to um to get away from the physicality of it like that's tough that's a tough piece of it and then even be like staying sharp inside of that right so quarterbacks right they never get to like really practice the skill for over a year if they sit out for a whole year yeah. Right? So you, you can't stay as sharp with your tools. It's yeah. really, really difficult. So you kind of fall back. 
Um, you stop taking hits for a year, all of a sudden you feel like, oh, it's no big deal to take an NFL hit. And then it is a big deal, right? To have that time off, I think, could be really detrimental. Yeah, no, so, you, that's a good point. Because punter or kicker, you could probably actually come back better. I think that, yeah, maybe. And maybe like not having the pressure and that kind of stuff could hurt you. I don't know. Right. So, like, maybe there's some like the uh, sharpening your tools that doesn't happen because you're not in an NFL camp or at a college stadium or whatever. Right. But um, uh, OTAs are underway. It sounds like things are going well. Jordan Love is pretty easily the next Hall of Fame quarterback that's going to play for the Packers. All reports point to it, so no big deal. Yep. Next I haven't heard anything like really positive or negative out of the – Have you heard yet, but. if anybody didn't show up? Like is Bakhtiari there? I don't know. There's been some drama with him lately, so I don't know. What, uh, I didn't – What's going on? I did not hear that he didn't show up. Okay. Um, and maybe like – there's probably a few guys that we knew weren't going to show up too, right? That they said, you know, I'm out, whatever. I'm not going to be at OTAs. Yeah. I'm just trying to see if there is anybody too, too notable out. So Packers, Green Bay Packers, Rashawn Gary attending OTAs. So, yeah. 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 Maybe everybody's there. And then, uh, a little bit of news out of Jets camp is that Aaron got dinged up a little bit, rolled an ankle or something like that. So basically going to have a top 10 pick. He's going to try to play. He's a tough guy, but they're going to be terrible because he can't land on that ankle. Now he's a smart guy. So he's just figuring out a way to get out of the OTAs. Oh, interesting. I mean, uh, so that's possible, right? That he just actually realized that he hates him because it's like, he's not really getting much better at OTAs. I wouldn't think. Uh, this, this season, I think would be a little different than, than seasons in the past, but that's where these would be clutch. Yeah. And so, uh, guy, so I heard that he showed up to every OTA up until Jordan Love got drafted. And yeah. Jordan Love got drafted. He stopped showing up to OTAs. So this is actually pretty on par for him. The last three years, he was mad at the organization, wanted out of the organization probably, and knew that there was no really good way to make a clean exit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think he'll be just fine. But, yeah, I didn't hear – hear that news i didn't hear the significance of it so all right and so there's one rule change i want to talk about and like i am more than likely misinterpreting this but i was going to do some tweeting about it and like ask questions to people who are smarter than me but i think it's important to for to come out here first so there's a there's a new rule that anytime that there's a fair catch made the ball goes to the 25 yard kickoffs or punts Okay, I think that's how college has been rolling. Okay, for, for so, a while. So I'm going to just use kickoffs as the scenario, right? Because I think that this is where it works best. If they fair catch a kickoff at the 40, does it go back to the 25? I doubt it. 
I bet it you should. There's, it should. I bet you there's like a stipulation. If you catch a punt within the 25, it goes out to 25. Not see. I then I hated the rule. If you're gonna like let me play a little bit of chess with it and say that they do a fair catch anywhere on the field, it goes to their 25. I love that. Like that's kind of a cool rule. It would make um, like onside kicks more interesting because you could pop it way up in the air, and then they're not gonna want to fair catch it. But like then they could easily get taken away from them. Yeah, you would just do that every single time. No, you so they would just fair catch it and move back. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is if you could just figure out a way to like. I don't know how realistic it is kicking it, but like, why wouldn't you do it every single time then? If if your options are giving the team the ball, like at the forty or the twenty-five, but you have a good chance to get the ball, a decent chance. Uh, yeah. So, you, but you wouldn't. You just like. Because there's going to be a lot of teams that kick it out of the end zone anyway. Like they're just going to kick it as deep as they can. They're not going to care. And they're going to let the ball come out to the 25. Or even if you're going to catch it on the 10, if you can guarantee that you go to the 25, a lot of teams are going to say you're fair catching every kickoff because that's good field position. Yeah. No, it's just kickoffs are just exiting the game of football. And I think we have to basically find a way to wrap our head around it and remember to tell your kids kids that, that they there used, used to be kickoffs <laughs> yeah yeah um, so now it's yeah i guess that's fair. yeah i i like the idea of that it goes back if they catch it before the 25 as well yeah i didn't have enough time to think about it but as and I don't always. know that anybody's like going at it with that like scheme. Yeah, but. no, it is it is kind of interesting because it's it would honestly deter you from making a fair catch in some in, situations. Like right. So if you could get it at the 50 because they popped it right up in the air, 10, 15 yards, right? And you're like, oh man, we're gonna get it at the 50 here. If I fair catch or if I don't fair catch it and I just get lit up, ah man, see that would be like an we would make <laughs> onside kicks actually exciting again. Yeah, but that's that's like the complete opposite of why they put the rule in there. That's why I I know for a fact, I will say, I don't actually know for a fact, <laughs> but like that that is not the rule because that's what they're trying to avoid. And if that, maybe they missed it. Maybe like I'm the only guy that thought about it. <laughs> no, like, I'm, I'm pretty... dumb enough to be like, this is what we're gonna do. No, because I'm pretty sure in college football, um, we've seen some punts fair caught like at the 40 yard line, you know. So sometimes I think you have to point things out to an official, right? So the officials don't understand it either. So when they the first time they fair catch it at the 45. So this might work like maybe you got to wait until the like championship game. Yeah, we'll we'll write Matt LaFleur a letter and we, we we'll just have him on the podcast. We'll bring him on. We'll tell him our plan. Rich, we could we could probably get Rich Masashi. He's just a special teams coach. Yeah, yeah. I that's think he's the assistant head coach too. But that's not the point. 
Rich will come on. He'll talk to us. And we'll give him this, like, scheme. He'll be all on board. I like it. I like it. You I could like do it, it in the Super. Like, if you feel like you got the championship game in hand, you could just do it in the Super Bowl, too. Yeah. Save that one. Yeah. Save it for later. Because they're going to change the rule as soon as you do it. Yeah. Last game of the year. Can't hold anything back now, Jim. Yeah. So I think that uh, the Raiders just got away with something last year where they were holding the the ball on the tee funny so that they could kick it higher. Uh, right? Yeah, I didn't hear Something that. like that. And so there are some things that are like you can skirt the rules somehow. And I'm interested to see if anybody's trying to do an onside kick to send them back to the 25. You will be the first to find out. We'll be the first ones to know for sure. Even though I'm already sure that that doesn't happen. It what should happen. If it's not what? in the rules, that's what should happen. We'll see that, how it that's goes. All I got. And then, so I'll move on to the NBA where I feel like there's some rules I had like that in the past, like when they called for a foul, if the, if the coach ever says foul them, that should be two shots and the ball back to the team that has the ball always. Cause it's an intentional foul. Yep. That's, that's my rule that I don't like in the NBA. And then, uh, but anyway, as far as NBA news goes, uh, the Lakers get swept by Denver. Uh, and it sounds like LeBron's considering retiring. Yeah. Which I, it seems like LeBron wants attention. Well, while he gets out, I don't think there's any chance LeBron James retires this off season. Especially if he didn't do the little like Kobe Bryant retirement, go to every city, get a present, everyone claps for you. But yeah, I can't see LeBron James going out without that. I yeah. love so LeBron to some James. extent. I I do think that he's an attention guy. He likes the attention. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I I love LeBron James. Like I think he's the best basketball player to ever play the game. Um, but he he's he's got his things. He's definitely got his corny things yeah, about him. And for sure, and he always he always has an excuse like his foot he needs to get surgery on now. I mean that came up earlier in the year, so I mean it's it's probably like a valid injury. But sure enough, right when they get out, it's like oh LeBron James was playing on some torn ligament. In his foot, you, you know, there's always that with LeBron James. Like once, once he gets bounced, like he wasn't fully healthy. He wasn't this. Well, that's and, why he hasn't won 15 championships. Not fully yeah. healthy, you know. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, and like when he made the decision, like that's probably a pretty like obvious, like hey, he's a look at me guy. Like yeah. that's what he wants to have happen. Is he wants people to look at him? And I don't know if I hate that, right? But that is yeah, I, I don't love that about him. I don't love it either, but I don't know if but I like am a hater because of that. No, if that's the worst thing that he does, you know, it's not that bad. There's there's guys out there doing way shittier stuff. Oh, for uh, sure. For sure. And then the, the Celtics have battled back to 3-2 against the Heat after being down 3-0. Um, 
doesn't sound like Jimmy Butler's too concerned just yet. So it does appear that the, uh, the Heat are the real deal, and I shouldn't be upset that the Bucks got got sucker punched, man. I think they just got caught. Yeah, they weren't expecting the fight that they got, and then it was too late once they once they realized that fight was coming. Yeah, they they def it definitely does make me feel better for for some reason that the Heat can put them away. So this next game is going to be in Miami. I uh, I do think that they Miami needs to win that one because the last game the Celtics looked like they were back and they they were humming. So Miami's going to need to show up in Miami. That that arena needs to be rocking. I don't know what the name of it is off the top of my head. But I I, th- I think if they go back to Boston 3-3 it, it's going to be you know, it's going to the Celtics are going to be favored to win that game. Um whether they do it or not. Whatever. It's been it's been a pretty weird NBA postseason yep. this year. So who who knows what's ultimately gonna happen. But I I kind of hope Miami closes them out in Miami because yeah, I hope Miami takes them. I don't like I think I hate the Celtics more than I hate Miami. Oh, for sure. Miami, the Lakers, the or not Miami, the Celtics, the Lakers, like I'm I don't need to see them win ever again if if I'm and you've honest. never actually like what do you I guess the Celtics have won a few since I think it's just one. I think they've got one since 1986 or something. Because they only Wait, got so, one. I thought they got more. I heard this today. This is the only reason I'm somewhat certain about it. Um they only they only got one with uh Paul Pierce, Garnett, and Ray Allen, which for some reason I felt like they got two. At yeah, least. I thought I thought they had more than one, I guess, but maybe not. Yeah, one since '86, apparently. All right, how did things go at the PGA Championship? So PGA Championship was a good PGA Championship. So Brooks Kepka wins the PGA Championship, it's fifth major of the year, holds off Victor Hovland, and then Scotty Scheffler made a nice push at the end um to put to tie him for second place but basically on the last day um brooks took the terminal over uh, was in the driver's seat the whole time and it looks like he's back to being the big time major player that he is it is funny like how how that is so consistent with him i think this was the time he needed to close it out. I, we seen him. Was it at the Masters? Yeah, at the Masters, uh, kind of choking away. And then I think people were starting to be like, you know, maybe he's not the golfer that we thought he was when when he won the four. When he was just always showing up to the majors, and if he was close, he was going to win. But I think he looks like he's fully back. Um, I listened to an interview. Uh, with him and he like LeBron James he's he's been hurt for a little while and it sounds like he's back to feeling uh fully healthy 
I mean, so that's that's exciting for him. It is weird though that he's in that uh, live. Yeah. He might be like pushing for one of the better golfers in the world currently. Yeah, I think I think when he's at the top of his game, he's he's, he's right, right there, there with Shepard and I'm trying to even think Rory and all right. those guys. And Rory's had a bad couple of months, so he's not good at the Masters, and then he wasn't good here either, right? He ended up coming back, so he shot a 71 in day one, which wasn't wasn't great scoring. I know when we recorded uh, last week, Thursday, he wasn't doing too well, but he did end up taking seventh in this one and finishing uh, minus two at the end of the tournament. So not a bad showing for him, but he was he was never gonna win it basically right after after the first two days. So um other than that, Michael Block makes his appearance known on the PGA championship. Uh I don't know. I, I got a couple questions about did you get to see much of this guy he hits a hole in one um, i seen that he hit the hole in one that's probably the only clip i saw of it i don't necessarily very often sit down and watch golf probably could yeah. if i was probably not doing anything but i've literally missed the shot live by going to the bathroom that oh no kidding so, so i was a little disappointed about that but anyways just his personality out there was bugging the ever-living shit out of me like it was a great story and if i have to be the one to do it uh i think he's kind of a douchebag like that that was that was my impression that i got from him if, but i mean in what way so what like irks you about him he was just after everything he was just like making it like looking like oh, who could believe old Michael Block's here making these putts? Like, and then like he'd be paired up. Granted, he's paired up with like, you know, one of the best golfers in, in one of the most uh, yep. sought after people in his career field. So, yeah, for sure. You know, he might be a little off, but like just the way he'd be like, hey, Roar, hey, Roar, like, just like calling these guys nicknames like after like every one of his shots like the guy he was playing with he was like uh, who was he playing with he was with Roy uh, McElroy on day four but he was with Justin Rose and he kept saying hey Rosie hey Rosie hey Rosie like it was like you know act like you've been there before which he hasn't been there before so like right not the real way them, right yeah like the starstruck. So, I I would imagine that you know guys that like give people nicknames and will use them to them like immediately. Right? I feel like I've known that guy. And that guy generally rubs me the wrong way as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Feel out the situation a little bit before. Yeah. Uh, but then he but did I feel have... like those guys exist for sure. Yeah. Then he did have a interview where he said if, if he could hit the ball as long as Rory, he would be one of the best players in the world. And then he 
So he qualified for next year's PGA Championship, which is pretty cool. So we'll get to see if he can run it back. Right, because he finished in the top in the top fifteen. And yeah. then what did he do today? So that he had a he, he finished either yesterday or today. He finished dead last in the Charles Schwab uh, yeah. thing, which is kind of like mean to like shit on a guy for that because he had right. and he did say like I. I did see an interview where he said, I knew this was coming, right? So, like, I don't play as well as I did all the time at the PGA Championship. Like, I don't always play like that, especially in tournaments where I'm with these other guys, right? Maybe he just needs, like, a couple shots before he goes out so he can give everybody a cool little nickname and give them, like, I don't know, like finger guns, like Shooter McGavin or something. Not finger guns like uh, the coach at Ohio State. Not those kind of finger guns. Blast and butthole. Yeah. I can't think of the guy's name now. Urban Meyer? Urban, yeah. Don't do urban finger guns. Do shooter finger guns. Yeah. The one thing I will say I respected, he was like going out. It sounded like, like he was going out drinking like in between rounds, like while he was playing at the PGA Championship, so Good for him. So I like did. live your life, man. Like so, in uh, Mac, if he was breaking down, like the number of lessons that he would have to do to make the amount of money that he made, and that's yeah. just like working every day is what it was. It was like working like one year or like a year and a half at forty hours a week. It wasn't yeah. even like that long. It was like a thousand out, a thousand lessons. Which, if you're just doing lessons every hour for a forty-hour week, like you're gonna, you're making a fair amount of money, right? Yeah, because I, I think he won two hundred eighty-eight thousand dollars, and I think if you're like as good as he is to even qualify for that stuff, and you're giving lessons, right. like. It sounds like he's making money too on not the PGA tour, but maybe but like a tour, corn, or yeah, like, like the Corn Ferry tour yep. or something like that. But but yeah, that's that's all I got from PGA Championship. I guess right now we got the Charles Schwab Challenge going on, and Harry Hall is in the lead, followed by Harris English. So Harry Harry Call and Harry English. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know because I'm looking at the top of the, oh no, Scotty Scheffler's in there. I, I was wondering if people took a week off or something after, after the PGA championship, but yeah. And then there's certain ones that like, they won't take off or they can't take off. Right. Something like that. But yeah, I, I have no clue what tournament that is or what, what that is. Yeah. Speaking of taking stuff off, uh, some of the NASCAR drivers took last week off. Martin Truex Jr. didn't. He got 14th. Kyle Larson got the checkers, right? But um, they had their their all-star race that has 24 guys in it. So I think, like, usually there's 36 or 37 guys in a normal everyday race. Yeah, it sounds right to me. Yeah, what's the difference? in the, Like, why are we having a, an all-star race? Yeah, it just seems so weird that there's an exhibition race in the middle of the season that takes 70% of the racers 
in it. Like, I don't get what you have to do to be voted an all-star or qualified as an all-star. I don't watch it enough, but my my suggestion is like, like for the other sports, like that we've been trying to fix is like, have like a golf tournament or a bowling tournament or something like that. But with NASCAR, we're going to keep the engines involved. We're going to have a demolition derby with all the NASCAR drivers out there. So I I was thinking about your demolition derby. I love the idea of a demolition derby. Do it in the infield of some like uh, major race raceway or whatever, right? I think that'd be I think that'd be super cool. Though I do believe the lacrosse speedway. We should have Riley back on because he loved this thing. But like where they go out and they like just have like the junker cars. And whoever like lasts the longest wins, right? So it's very demolition derby type stuff, but a lot of times they'll have like school buses and like campers out there, and like the intent is to kind of wreck them. And so I think like it's an actual race, but you can't, you got to use like just some like shit car from like, and they've all probably been in those type, maybe not. Right. So like Dale Earnhardt Jr. probably never did a race like that because his old man was in it. And then Chase Elliott, same deal, because his dad was like a NASCAR driver. So he probably actually got to do real races and not have to do some of the bullshit races that are at these tiny speedways. But yeah, I'm curious. I don't know like how you cut your teeth as a NASCAR driver. Like, do you come up through like the lacrosse fairground speedway and like end up on NASCAR eventually? So I'm not sure, I'm not sure like where you start. Right. So there was a guy that was either in maybe a year ahead of me in high school or a year behind me in high school. Like he's right there. He's not behind me. He would have been either a couple years ahead of me or in my class. And he ended up on the truck tour for a long time, I believe. Right. And he was from Austin. Um, but I don't remember like hearing about him being like this race racer and that's not true i knew he was like a race car driver of some sort in high school but like the only reason i knew who even who he was is because he was a pretty good wrestler yeah no i mean it's it's gotta be a somewhat interesting route i know we had a guy that came to the gym that would help a guy race and they would race in a circuit that would be like all of Wisconsin. They would race in Michigan. They would even race like pretty far out to the East Coast. I want to say like in Pennsylvania for some of their races, like where some of the small tours came together and stuff. And they had like a point system and things like that. So I don't know if from that you go on. Like I'm sure if you're racing every night at the lacrosse fairground speedway or every week or whatever, you need to qualify first yeah qualify for a circuit and then from that circuit yeah but i have no clue like what the levels nascar are right and like if your cars aren't as good as everybody else's cars can you ever get there yeah i think you need to catch the eye of a sponsor and this that the other like luck meets opportunity type yeah deal to the greatest extent but yeah nascar's all-star race 14 so i think we were just mailing it in mailing it in there 
no points were awarded in this race. No. And I think that, I think it should be just like whoever's car can last the longest and you win and you win their, their prize pool or something. I like it. I last do. wreck, the last person after all the wrecks, that's who wins. It's like no a demolition end. derby. But it'd be like actual racing, right? So but you, you can't hit people to get them out. You could give them, you could give people points for each lap that they were able to finish, right? Oh, okay. Robin I is, still suppose it's the last dude. Yeah. Yeah. Same as the demolition derby. But I get it. Like you actually have an objective to go around in a certain. Yeah. So I don't know. But yeah, do something different. Do something a little bit more fun. Demolition derby would be fine in the middle of the. And think if they're going 200 miles an hour and they're wrecking each other or 150 miles an hour. Oof. That won't be good. That's what they do now. I guess, but like they don't like in a demolition derby, they just slam into the sides of each other and stuff like that. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to do that if you're going 150 miles an hour. It'd be like almost impossible. Yeah, but I don't think they're gonna bring out their cars and be able to get up to full speed to do that to kill each other. It's hundred mile an hour races though. Yeah. I think they have the money to make a safe enough car to to do this. So maybe you don't need to use people, right? They can do it from the sideline, but it's big wrecks. Okay, I like it. Right? So kind of so like, like big bat- remote control cars slamming bat- into each other. Battle bots. <sighs> yeah, I don't think it's battle bots. Settle down here. <laughs> I see that's still on TV, man. Those uh, so they want me at work to do a bracket for that like every year. Right. <laughs> and so it started the week that I was off for my sister's uh funeral stuff. So like that week uh is when I should have had the bracket out. Uh and so like one guy was giving me a hard time about not getting out. I was like, you can just leave me alone. I'm not dealing with this bullshit. <laughs> so I kind of lost it on a patient. Over this battle bots tournament, but they always want me to do one every time. I, I'm going to tune in. It seemed pretty intense. I was I was impressed with the three minutes of battle bot watching that I got on Discovery Channel at a hotel. Yeah. All right. So I I got one question for you. So we've been talking about Ninja Turtles and our leadership. Um, uh, you ah shit! You had a great word for like your symposium, our leadership symposium. Who are our Packers? Like if we're gonna break down our four leaders, right? So we have a leader in each area. Let's say on the offense, who are our four leaders for the Packers offense? This is tough. I I just seen the question, and I haven't been thinking about it too much. Right. But, yeah, and so that we can move this out to like an episode or two from now where we've kind of thought about it. But I'd like a just like an initial. You can go back and we can correct this. All right. So obviously, I think your quarterback has to be Leonardo. Then, so I think he's got to be a mix of Leonardo and Donatello. He's got to be a little bit of a nerd about being a being fo- being in football too. Yes, but he but does we, have to be able to lead the team. If we're going to just assign one Ninja okay. Turtle, okay. I would say I would like a Leonardo there. So on 
I'm only going to do four Ninja Turtles. Then I'm going to say Bakhtiari is going to be our Raphael. Um, oh, Wayne's yeah. Healthy. That's a great Raphael. Yep. Wayne's yeah, healthy. I love that. And then trying to think. Alexander. Mm. Who's our you give you give some too? Okay, I'm, so I'm so I'll go, I'm gonna I I love so Jordan Love has to be our Leonardo. I agree. I love Bakhtiari being um Raphael. I think that he's just kind of a wild man. He'll do whatever he whatever he wants. Um I think Aaron Jones is probably our Michelangelo. Like he's always having fun. He's like the my personal opinion, like like upbeat all the time and still super awesome. I think Donatello's the tough one to find. And it might be like your center, right? I could also see like some wide receivers. I don't know if any of our wide receivers are there yet, right? Being like the really technical guys, guys that never fuck up. Like they just want to get all the routes exactly right. So I won't put Christian Watson there because he's more like a freak athlete than just the guy who like breaks down his route so much. So I either think it's our center or like it must be Dobbs because we don't have a guy in the past. It would have been Devonta Adams. He's the Donatello. He's the guy out there breaking down a route all the time. So we're going to go with Josh Myers for right now. Josh Myers, our center. He's the guy who is probably running the show right at center. Yeah. I love I like All right, it. Def- defensively. You got uh, anything for defensively? I'm not even playing. It's all you for that. All one. right. I'll, we'll go know. next week on defensively. I think that this is interesting. This is our leadership symposium. We need to know what these are <laughs> for when we give our webinar that people can just scoop up the banging on the drum, Ninja Turtle, leadership, PowerPoint, PowerPoint symposium. <laughs> yep, I like it. And do you got anything else? No. Uh, so uh, one other thing. I do have one other thing. I lied to you. Um, we, so we've been working kind of with Let's Talk Sports for a while. And they got scooped up by, I have to, I'm going to have to look up the exact name here, by Sideline Sports. And so we're going to be kind of doing some stuff with them. Hopefully we'll have stuff out on their Roku channel. What? Once we finish episodes, videos come out, and then our stuff will be on the same platforms we're always on, right? So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're getting your podcast from, we're always going to be on there. Uh, we'll be on our YouTube channel, and then hopefully their Roku channel as well. So, Dang, we're doing big things, Mike. I didn't even – this is news to me. That'll be This big. is news to Pat. I got uh, – so the oh. guy, uh, Dan from Let's Talk Sports, reached out to me maybe Wednesday. And I just agreed. Didn't even talk to Pat about it at all. No, I like it. I like, like where we're going with that. All right. Well, that will wrap up our show for this week. As always, thank you for the support, like download, subscribe. We love you guys. Mike, what do you got? Take them home. If you're, if you're doubting Martin, the Badgers, the Bucks, the Brewers, or the Packers, you can eat our, Shorts. Roll it. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't need my shorts. Oh.
All them suckers that doubted the Packers came in my shows. Beat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers came in my shows. Eat my shows.